Hello and welcome to the Art Department Podcast, episode 55. It's uh, Emmanuel Shu in San Francisco and myself, Jan Urschel, here in Singapore. Today we're talking about um, a topic that is kind of an uh, extension of something we talked before. Um, it's about the general topic of burnout, the general topic of uh, being unhappy with um, kind of maybe your, your work or your art or um, there's something that's kind of bugging you. And um, we've been toying with this idea for quite a while and um, it's of course something that has uh, some personal relevance but of course it also has I think wider implication and it's it's almost like a disease in society almost and um, generally it's uh, we d actually didn't know about this but it's actually classified as an addiction and um, before we tell you what it's about, um, and you hopefully, hopefully haven't read the title yet of this video. Of course but, they uh, have. <laughs> ah, come on. Um, but we wanted to kind of lead into this with some questions that um, you might want to ask yourself. And um, it's questions like, um, are you constantly thinking and obsessing about work? Um, do you feel guilty when you don't have your stylus in your hand when you're not sitting in front of the computer um, do you have like anxiety all the time that I don't know you didn't respond fast enough to a client that uh, you can't leave any email in or any message on your messenger uh, unanswered for more than five seconds and you have this constant <laughs> like feel of like you're missing out that you didn't make uh, millions of dollars in NFT money or you're very like uh, like jealous of other people's achievements that oh my gosh they worked on that movie and they did this game and I'm not doing anything um, if you have any of these kind of uh, issues then maybe it's time to think about and ask yourself are you maybe a workaholic um, and it's I think and it, uh, from for myself I, I think workaholic never really had like um, like a bad connotation to be honest i don't know about you but um i felt like it was like oh it's it's like hey if i'm a workaholic that's good right i make a lot of money i i i i, I do a lot of work but i think there comes a point when um i think your your work attitude and 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 uh, how much you work and and generally how you see work um has i think implications for your health for your psyche um and and you can find yourself, I think, very quickly in a in a downward spiral. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe now that we kind of led into this, and hopefully some some of you in the audience are kind of thinking about it. And I don't know if you have if you can answer any of these questions that we just asked with a, with a yes, then maybe it's a good thing that uh, you dialed into this uh, uh, that you turned on this uh, podcast, and maybe you should stay on. Um, do we want to talk first maybe a bit about um, what it is? What is workaholism? Well, I mean, to, to just piggyback off of what yeah. you said real quick, uh, you know, I think a lot of people would probably say yes to some form of those an uh, questions that we asked. Uh, but I think the, the bigger thing is that I think a lot of people would be like, I said yes, but that's normal. Uh, mm. And they don't even realize that there's a problem there, really. Uh, and it's this problem that it's this underlying thing that everybody, nobody seems to think it's a problem because they, oh, it's just, it's normal. It's mm. how it is, you know? And, and I think we're, you know, really want to put a little bit of a spotlight on 
on the issue right. and see uh, using us as test cases to, to show you our lives and, and, and whether, whether that looks like workaholism or not and what you can kind of do about it. Mm. Uh, maybe, you know, just to even identify some of these things. So I think it's, it's important because I think a lot of people will be like, yeah, yeah, I'm like that, but hey, that's okay uh, because it's no big deal until they realize that maybe it's a bigger deal than they thought. Mm. Um, so, but we, let's get started, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can kind of lead into it with generally thinking about what, what is workaholism, right? I mean, um, I think the, the first time that this term came up and just just as a as a disclaimer here, right? We are not medical professionals. We we don't have any doctor titles. We don't claim that this information is is hundred percent vetted and everything. We've done our research. We've read uh, books. We've asked people who know more about this than us. And of course, this comes with a good uh, dose of of kind of just our own opinions and and experiences so please take everything that we say with a grain of salt um we're trying to kind of uh, make a case for that this is a problem um and again like emmanuel said how how what we can do about it um but again we're open for this to be a a, a two-way kind of this or three-way discussion between emmanuel myself and and the audience right so if you have more information about this if you have more experiences then please do share them um, oh and and just so you know if if anybody wants to really go in maybe even a deeper dive um just say it in the comments and you know we can see what we can do you know sure for 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 basically any episode right i mean if mm. if you want deeper dives because i mean we'd had dr you know joe you know jody on mm. before about mental health uh i don't see any reason why uh, if this is something of interest to go deeper into it um to get a professional on maybe that's a possibility but sure uh, write in the comments if that's something that you want yeah. exactly cool so yeah back to the program right <laughs> in that sense so i mean going back to the 70s that's kind of the first time when the when the word workaholic came up and was was uh, kind of um, um, specified as kind of an uncontrollable need to work all the time and it was also classified as an addiction um and I mean, this, it's kind of the thing, it's kind of a bit self-explanatory, right? That it's like this compulsive drive to work all the time, to work hard, to think about work constantly and that, that feeling of guilt when you don't work, right? Whether or not that, that, that work you're doing is productive or, or not. Um, um, but you have, that, you have that urge, right? You need that, that feeling of like checking, like ticking your... your, your your task list off and and getting things done and feeling productive and you you're you're guilty and you don't feel restless if you if you're not doing that right like any any time you're like idling um it feels like you're you know you're not being a, a a worthwhile member of the of society right and um yeah that's kind of the general uh, um the general um definition of it um Maybe you should talk yeah, a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's funny because, it, you know, from where it came, you know, in, I mean, I think this has been sort of, maybe that's when it was coined, the terms yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But I'll say that this idea of thinking uh, definitely went way, uh, was, you know, happening way before that. Uh, but I think, 
you know, it's interesting because each generation mm. um, brings with it, you know, and we're, you know, when you talk about the seventies, I'm talking about my father's generation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or even before that, and the mentality of work, um, and that mentality of work gets instilled in me, right? When I grow up, because he's instilling those uh, philosophies, right? And then now I'm, you know, so it's very important to know that it, you know where it came from, and probably he had, you know, from his father, so. You know, all this stuff gets passed down. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the trickiness. And then we we kind of can talk about, I mean, where where does this come from? Right. Where does this thinking come from? And I mean, it's it's interesting that it came up in the early 70s, which definitely had to do with, I think, um, like post-war kind of rebuilding of societies and and a lot of the, the economic miracles. Right. In Europe. Um, those happened in the 60s, right? And I'm, I'm sure there, there, there is, is a, um, um, a tight uh, a relationship between when it was coined um, and um, the time it, it came out of, right? And, and like you said, um, it existed um, definitely before, but I think as a, as a problem in society, it was definitely a, a child of its time. And, um, but I, I find it interesting because I think for, for all these people, or for, all, for all the people that say they're workaholics, or um, I think there's, there's on the one hand, I think a personal history and a personal kind of um, reason for why people turn into workaholics. And on the other, time, on the other hand, there's also the issue, like why, like if it's, if it's so tightly connected to each, each person's history, why is it such a problem in society on a larger scale, right? And I think we can, we can maybe go into each of these, um, into each of these separately, right? Um, maybe let's talk a bit about, I uh, mean, maybe, maybe society first, right? I mean, definitely in our industry, right? And definitely in our industry, it's, it's generally like how how do I say like when when I for example went into like freelancing and in this industry right it was kind of made clear from the very beginning even from like uh, from the point of like getting education for this industry that working long hours is kind of the thing to do and it's not even like um like for myself like it, it, before then before I went to like uh, FCD it was not it was not, uh, I wasn't a workaholic, honestly. Like I was, I, I put in my time, but I, I made always sure that I work like regular hours um, for anything. But then when I entered FCD with the explicit kind of goal to become an, a concept artist, like it was made clear from, from like day one that like absolute dedication and, and like 20 hour days in this school are the norm. It's the, the new normal. And that, uh, and there was not like said that, oh, we're just doing that because it's a shorter program or we're doing that just because it's like, oh, this is to prepare you for the industry because that's how it is. Right. And then if, if you kind of, if you're getting, if you're getting taught with that mindset um, from the teacher's side, um, you kind of adopt that mindset, I think, very quickly. And then generally, like if you if you look at the the kind of messaging that is perpetuated um, from the very senior artists, from the very like uh, uh, famous artists online, they all have the same story that like oh yeah, for many years I had to like 
like like give up everything and and uh, sleep <laughs> under the desk and work like 20 hour days because that's what it took and they wear that as kind of like a badge of honor maybe maybe not some of them but uh, maybe not all of them but some of them i think well let me ask you was that you what do you mean look as somebody like, who's, did who's you, telling did you people ever to do that a badge of honor and oh, in and the beginning definitely i was like because you kind of you can you can say that oh my like i did that right and you didn't and haha like i was like i mean i <laughs> you don't say that verb like you don't say that in, in, in to somebody's face but that's kind of what your thinking is no it's like i made it and and because i was stronger than you like i i didn't fall asleep at 2 a.m. for like the the fifth day straight or whatever right and then you don't even realize like that that what you're saying is com complete completely crazy right um <laughs> but i mean that's that's kind of like the 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 attitude that is kind of being perpetuated within the artist community right and you look up to people who are like oh my god he can work so long and wow amazing um of course on the other hand right like employers i'm sure that um Every, every employer wants to have an employee who is willing to give everything, right? Like, why would you get somebody who's like, yeah, I work nine to five, uh, I have kids, and yeah, weekends, I don't do that. Whereas somebody else like, yeah, I'm totally fired. Like, you can make me, like, I'm totally hyped up. I, I work whenever you want, right? I mean, um, even to, to a degree where um, in different countries, like, uh, different policies exist or different kind of unwritten uh, uh, rules of like uh, that you work from uh, like the China's 996 policy or the the like from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's 997 actually. 997, right? <laughs> but I mean, they're coming down now, right? Um, and then, but not to single out any country here, right? There's there's other um, societies where it's kind of like the thing that like you can't leave before your boss leaves or like you have to oh, go like on like company uh drinking uh like like three times a week or whatever right like all these kind of things that kind of um like chain you to work and and um kind of are, you're not able to, to kind of switch off and and i think there's a there's an issue here where again this is uh like we, the, the existence of overtime pay, I think is, is in itself like a really weird thing where it's rewarded that you work more, right? Well, you and know, a lot I of times this doesn't I'll, even I'll, exist, right? I can tell you a quick story about yeah, sure. overtime, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I have it written down now, you know, when, when you were talking, yeah. um, which I, I definitely want to uh, talk about uh, the pride, you know, mm. there's so much pride in the fact that I'm working late, I'm working mm, hard. Mm. See, I'm making money. Like that's what you tell your spouse. That's what you tell mm. your fellow, you know, you know, people or call colleagues. And for the longest time, I think I got sucked into that because of you know my dad, which we'll get into. But um, the thing is, uh, I, I used to hear this a lot. It's like, uh, and and this was came from a lot of like well-known artists, right? You listen to their DVDs or their interviews or whatever, mm. and they will say, well, you know, my dad taught me that if you do a painting every day, then you're gonna be more prepared than the person who doesn't do that. Mm. Um, so you're automatically going, well, I gotta just go nuts. Mm. You know, that's the mentality, mm. right? But nobody's saying like, hey, if you have the right mindset, you'll actually do a better painting. Yeah, you have a painting every day, but it won't be very good. Um, 
And, and it's just amazing because when I went to the orphanage, which was my first film job, mm -hmm. I went in there and I, I already was pushing against it because they were not paying overtime hmm. and people were still working till 12 at night. Right. Later than that. Mm -hmm. And it was like the mentality of, well, you know, this is what, you know, this is what's expected of you. And right. if you don't do it, you in trouble. And I remember I was in, you know, my colleague's office and saying, what are they going to do to me? I'm working for free. And everybody was still there. And I was like, screw this. I'm out. I was really upset, you mm -hmm. know, and I was like, this can't be right. You know, like I was already getting burned out, um, you know, doing that. And I had already done it at a previous job at, uh, you know, and at a game. And I was like working till three, four in the morning. And it was like expected of you and nobody saw any problem with it it's just hard working you know it's you know your the culture is like well you you know you you make money you've got to work hard right uh and i don't didn't realize how much of that was an addiction and why am i i, I didn't know i didn't know I, what i didn't know i just knew i wasn't happy so uh yeah i mean we should get into that for sure but i was just gonna say like everything you're saying i'm pretty much like there's like definite points in my life. And yeah, I wonder, yeah. Oh, yeah. do you have stuff like that? Like, did you get to a place where like you expected all this stuff? I mean, to be honest, in freelancing more so than in, in, in regular jobs, right? I mean, there were companies where they're, they're making sure that everything has to nine to five and then you're, you're done and they're kind of pushing you towards keeping healthy hours whereas there's other companies who completely ignore that and where if you're the first to leave if you get get up at 7 p.m or whatever like there nobody else is even looking up from their screen it's like normal behavior um and that's that's also one of the big points that we're going to touch on later that um if you live in an environment where that is normal you do not realize that it's wrong um, and, and that's that's very tricky, right? Um, but maybe before we get into that, I wanted to just kind of touch on a little bit again um, that that workaholism also has kind of its roots in, again, what you said, with, with, with our fathers, with our, um, 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 with our like hero figures, like what the kind of life they lived and, and it, without maybe it was not even intentional for them to pass on these traits to us but because we see um, our role models behave this way we automatically internalize these these behaviors right so um i think if you have parents who who are workaholics right then you're more likely than not to turn out one yourself right there's this whole thing about um Again, we're, we're posting also the links to these books that we read on these and the articles, we'll post them so you can kind of read up on them as well, right? But so what I read is that um, the harder it is to, to get to win your parents' approval, whether it is through like, like again, hard work, like good grades, right? You, like you enter, you, university entrance exams, the kind of jobs you score, right? If you need to work hard every single time that to win your parents' approval because that's that's all a kid wants to do, right? It wants to get approval from their parents. It wants to be loved. Um, and if you have to work incredibly hard for that in order to get that, and it's like, oh, if you if you have straight A's, I'm going to bring you to McDonald's or whatever, um, then that, that creates a very unhealthy relationship um, 
of with the child towards towards um, kind of uh, I mean work in that sense, right? Um, whereas apparently kids who who were shown unconditional love by their parents, this kind of uh, trait is is less less prominent, right? And um, because the kids will unconsciously make the same choices as their parents, right? Um, or like there's also like the feeling of um, like inferiority, right? There's a, there was a there was a story that I read that um, uh, like a, a, a son of a of of, of a mother was uh, like he had a very disturbed relationship to his aunt. His aunt's family, so his mother's sister, was was very rich, and they always looked down on on his family. And um, he always felt very bad that. Uh, uh, his aunt would treat his mother like really badly um, and always would really like make it clear that she was like lower than her. And in order to um, to kind of like pay her back, in order to like really show her that like she's wrong and uh, he tried very hard to become rich. And well, he became rich in the end but at a very high cost. Like he, he, he hated his work. He was very stressed. He was sick. Um, he had a very disturbed relationship to his own family. Um, and it, it, took, it took some major kind of uh, um, internalization and like self-reflection to realize that he was living in constant fear of um, being looked down upon, right? This kind of like social status game. And um, I think that, I mean, again, these are just to show that there are several different like causes in each person's, I think, uh, history, family history or how they grew up that can contribute to to making somebody into a workaholic or somebody having having somebody uh, that, that somebody has a very disturbed relationship to to the work they're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of. Um you know, we've all heard the stories, right? You know, like I, I think mm, you know, of we've all heard the stories of, um, you know, the, the, the one you said, it's it's definitely a little a little bit more unique. In the, of in, course, in of the course. Sense. Yeah, but I mean, I think you know, like like I told you today, I was, you know, I was listening to another TED talk where mm. you know this this AI uh, scientist slash programmer was just you know a, a, a basically a person neglecting everything around him. Um, because he felt the need to achieve mm. uh, and to make money, you know, and, and doing all that. And then at the cost of what? His health, he got cancer. Uh, and at the cost of uh, his father not really knowing him and dying and he can't go back to do anything about it, uh, things like that. And we've, you know, we just, I think it's, it's good to know that a plethora of problems can cause this, you know, mm. when you're young. Uh, but the main thing is to recognize, hey, is there something unhealthy happening here? And if the answer is no, awesome, mm. right? But I, I think we go into the subject of burnout so many times on so many episodes that for me, it kind of rang a bell. Like, right. wait a minute, workaholism has a lot to do with why I'm burning mm. out. Mm. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those stories around, and I think we you know we will share our story mm. uh, for better or for worse. You can see sort of how I kind of am working to overcome it 
uh, and of course, I want to hear Jan's hmm. story. And oh, yeah, <laughs> I shared a little bit of it already. I mean, do you want to go into your story right now, or do you want to? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, story is simple. I mean, it, it's like another uh, one of this we're talking about. It's just basically, I never got that approval. Hmm. Um, I, I basically, when I was young, I was called lazy. Uh, I was called like you, you know, you you gotta work at things, uh, and you know, like you. you you don't you don't work hard enough, uh, and my dad basically just wrote me off. I mean, he just he just wrote me off. He just said, "Oh, you just you're useless," uh, and I was pretty useless as a student. I mean, I can't lie, uh, and I but I used to go just have fun and you know party and yeah. do all that. And but at some point, I was trying to get approval so badly that um, and I never got it. I was never able to get any part of it that when I graduated from art school, I s said to myself, okay, um, you're not a kid anymore. Like, and dad says, you need to do this in order to be successful and I need to show him. And I felt like for my whole life, I've been trying to show him to get him to be you know, proud of me, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's the same thing. You're just trying to get approval. Uh, and I worked, I th that first job I worked basically I'd say probably 20 hours a day hmm. uh, yeah. and, and every day, including Sunday. Uh, and I, I was proud of it. I was like, hey, look, you know, finally, I'm, I'm doing what dad would be proud of me, you mm -hmm. know, for this. Um, and, and in the end, uh, that, you know, this is where all the, the burnout already started happening before I even really found what I enjoy to do. Uh, but it, this was all at jobs. I mean, I don't know of any job that's, that told me, hey, why don't you go home? <laughs> like no job, basically. So not only was I reinforced like by my needing to be a, you know, have approval from dad, it was like uh, the job itself, you know, your boss was not telling you to go home. Mm. It was telling you to stay, basically. Like you got all this work. Hey, if you really care, you stay. Mm. You know, I mean, and you feel guilty and all. Yeah, yeah, I better stay. You know, yeah. like you keep yourself there, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. And I would work for free, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I you know, if you work sixteen hours a day, I was probably getting paid for half of that. Exactly. And I was still working, 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 and that was pretty much, you know. And I thought, oh, you know, now freelance, I'm my own boss. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Got even worse when it's freelance because. Now you're picking up the phone in the middle of the night. Now you're re replying emails in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I'm just being professional. That's the furthest thing from being professional. Um, and then, I, you know, I'm burning out. I'm needing all these uh, time off. And I'm wondering to myself, ah, oh, it's just because, you know, I'm doing other people's vision. You know, I, that's my excuse, right? I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem. I'm not addicted. I'm not nothing. I don't have a problem. And, and... You know, and I'm wondering why am I getting burned out all the time? And and this, you know, from my wife, she's just saying, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but you know, you're kind of like a workaholic, and you know, you have this problem." And to her, it was just like, you know, I'm getting a lot better, but uh, I. I I was answering emails in the weekend. I was feeling mm. like I had to work hard. And the pro biggest problem is this. I was, a, I, well, I was and I am an educator. That's the problem mm. because I am now am pushing that philosophy onto the students. You know, I remember back 
you know, in my Sony days when I was teaching and I would say, you got to work hard. You got to show me how hard and you got to, you know, like you got to pump and, 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 and like do extra, uh, you know, if you're done with this and you have time left and you do more, uh, you know, I, that was me mm. to an extreme. So if I'm telling that person to do that, then that person learns that and then they continue thinking it's nothing wrong. Right. And then they'll teach whoever they teach to do that. And that's why it all perpetuates because everyone's teaching hard work, you know, like I got to say, like even not so long ago, like a year ago, I was still, I was still talking about mm. hard work. Mm. Although I, I start shifting, right? Mm. Mm, yeah. Maybe it's not so good. Maybe you need more free time. You know, I was starting to change my thinking, mm. but now, especially when we're, you know, researching this, I was like, you know, something's got to change. Um, even in me, because I'm still the kind of guy that's like, oh, I better reply this. Mm. And my wife's like, y you're, you're eating. <laughs> How about you just finish your food? Mm. Uh, because she knows I, you know, like I may not like reply. She knows I'm thinking about it. Mm. Uh, and I know I'm thinking about it because I'm going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like to the point of like stopping the meal. And, you know, that's not healthy mm. to do that. I mean, you got to just shut off and then of course you know the person you're with thinks well man come on we're you know we spend time eating and now you're you know your mind's on something else um so i mean for me I i'm constantly trying to uh now i've admitted <laughs> finally mm. that i have an issue mm. you know that's not healthy and i'm trying to find ways to combat and and turn it around so that um, I can not be that way anymore. Uh, it's just like, you know, I used to smoke, you know, many, many years ago. And I just said, you know, I got to quit. It's not good for me. Mm. It's the same thing. Um, so that's sort of my story in a nutshell. I mean, you can ask questions, but you can also go into yours. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it for me, it took a long time to, I mean, you, you don't have to say that you have any problem either. Oh, no, no. Because I, I think you're quite different from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very different. I'm just trying to, I mean, I can, I can tell you some, some bits and pieces that I've kind of put together in the end, like uh, over, over, over my life and kind of, I, I think, I think there's an issue. I think there's a, is a I have a similar issue like right. the, that you have in the end, but maybe a different story how I got there. Well, uh, hold on. Let, yeah. I, let me just preface this yeah. because... Like, you know, I'm sort of the poster child of workaholism, <laughs> you know. So because, I mean, I, everything fits, right, mm -hmm. in, you know, what it is. But I think when it came to you, I always thought that you weren't because you know how to shut off. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, on the weekends, you're like, you don't even reply my text. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I, I have actually a lot of respect for that because I'm like, yeah, because I would. But but that but that wasn't always that way. Um so tell me yeah, yeah 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 so i mean again just kind of i have episodes here and there from from again my childhood and growing up um and it's it's interesting like because i had again i had my dad was working a lot um not necessarily like having super high expectations i think um in terms of i don't know following his footsteps or having to work hard or whatever my mom was the opposite she was like a stay-at-home mom for for most of the time um 
and uh, I, I always was very bad in school like very mediocre always kind of like c's and d's and kind of just getting through um but i i remember from my childhood that i had that like every all my friends all my friends <clears throat> had like big houses the coolest toys like um like everything was like bigger and better than than for 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 what I, what we had what i had i mean not that i had like a bad childhood we were not poor or anything but i don't know i i had to like share room with my brother throughout the entire like basically the entire uh, time through my high school which i of course didn't like right and then you see other kids having like huge houses and everything um so that i think always there, there was that 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 kind of like inbuilt jealousy that oh my gosh they always have more um but like i said before like i i never really like worked crazy hard um until i think uh i i i hit fcd i mean there was a there was a there were times in in my graphic design days where i i definitely worked more than um like the kind of 9 to 5 but it was never in a in a really like in a high stress environment or whatever and there was i got i got paid by the hour so there was no like it was like okay if i if i work two more hours and the work is there then i i can buy that toy right um mm. but then fcd really changed everything and i think it also was a, a change in mindset where before everything i thought was like oh you got to have talent right you got to have talent to to become uh, great and you got to have talent to become a great concept artist or whatever like that 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 uh, um, direct relationship between like focused study and hard work and 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 uh, a better outcome was like was not a given for me but of course then um when i went into when i came out of fcd and then i i could see that like i was getting like way better than i ever thought i could be uh, and only through hard work right i think that kind of instilled a very very problematic relationship um between those two um, in the beginning, it was all fun because you're younger. You have a lot of like passion. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, so you you kind of you kind of don't don't see the the problem kind of creeping up. Um, but then I think at some point, uh, I mean, there, there were definitely these times when I was younger where like oh, you, I, I work all through the weekend. I do my day job and then I go home. I work more until like midnight or longer. And then on the weekends, I also work all the time just to finish all the um, all the freelance work that, that I was getting on the side. And then, yeah, if you become freelancer, right, and especially in a time zone that is completely off with Europe and L.A., you kind of naturally adapt to the to your client's time and then like i was there were times where like i rem i remember that was it was it was when i was working on some star wars movie and i was actually like we were supposed to have a um, my, my wife and i were supposed to go on a vacation to paris and i was like i can i can do everything i can do everything so i started the job in in singapore um and then well the job didn't stop and i didn't tell like i didn't even think about telling anybody on the uh, like my art director doc chang I, I i didn't even think about telling him that i'm oh hey i'm i'm going to paris on vacation but like i didn't even tell him like i didn't even i i thought that if i say that i would be off the movie and um so well we went to paris um uh, luckily we were staying with a friend so my wife was like spending time with her friend in Paris going out and I was sitting in like a little apartment in Paris like on my laptop working on Star Wars and and 
so I could still go out. I was working like late at night and then I was doing like uh, conference calls with the team, like, like at 4 a.m. or whatever in, in Paris. And like at that point in time, I thought that was, that's what you do. Not realizing that it's, that's like now what I'm saying is like, what the hell was I thinking? Right. And I was so deep <laughs> into that thinking. It was like, it's like, that's cool. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream here. Right. Ha ha. And I'm on Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I didn't even realize that how, how screwed up that was. Um, and of course, like it took at some point, like the kids came, I took some time off. Uh, then there was definitely no more, uh, no more weekend work just because it's having kids is a lot of work. Um, and, of, and, and luckily that stuck um, with me, right? It's not like once the kids were easier to handle, I went back to weekend work or whatever. Um, I mean, also a little bit more experience and a bit more seniority is it's easier to kind of push through um, your kind of terms of the deal to say like, I, I work from then to then, you get eight hours a day, I don't do weekends. But that, that, that um, until recently, I still have had that, that issue of like, I need to answer any email like the second it comes in, yeah. right? Um, and, and making sure that the, the, the ball keeps rolling like over the weekends, right? And, and um, that, that's really bad. I mean, for me, the turning point, I think at some point came when, when because not every art director is nice, right? There are some that um, they expect you to, and they don't even say it, but they just expect you to work 24 um, seven. Mm. And when whatever goes on at work has kind of dominates your thinking and dominates and, and changes the kind of person you are and, and kind of uh, when you really notice the deteriorating relationships between you and your wife, you and your husband, you and your kids. And, and when you suddenly become like uh, not good to be around anymore then um you do need to check first of all what's going on in the first place and and if it has a strong relationship to what you experience at work then then there's definitely um an issue i mean also looking back kind of i think i have i have a very strong attitude that you as a as a husband you kind of have to be the breadwinner because that was my that was what my dad always was and he kind of didn't want my mom to go back to work too early um because he said i can do it all right and and then you get that idea that um um the best way that you can contribute to your family's uh, uh, happiness is by working a lot and making a lot of money right when of course that's not the case right money is great um if if it if you can live a worry free life right but of course you need to spend like sometimes the time is better spent that you go out with your kids to the playground rather than um you sitting at home and, and making the, these extra bucks right um and and that's something i i really have difficulties with and had difficulties with for a long time i think to to make that decision of like, okay, now it's enough. Like I, I, I can do work a little bit, little bit later, but I need to spend that time with the kids face to face right now. Right. Um, and also I think, um, um, I mean, money is not everything. Right. Um, but I don't know, this kind of like that, that thinking, I think there was also that feeling of like, okay, um, if you compare work and, and child raising, child rearing work is easier. 
I, I will I will I will say that uh, um, again and again. Um, raising kids is a lot more you hard know, work than the actual like bloody like concept work or whatever. Um, but I, I just want to then you use I, sorry, I, I uh, want one to last point. Ask you a question. one last point yeah. before uh, sorry before you can jump yeah, in yeah, because no, no, then no, I'm no. done. Is that I think there is an element that uh, men I think especially use work as an excuse or an escape from like it doesn't mm. have to be kids it doesn't have to be kids but like like bigger issues uh, i don't know if they're health related or finance related or whatever right there's thing there's always things that like you should rather be doing but well you just drown yourself in work so you still look productive you have an excuse you have an escape um and you can just do that um, and then you think nobody can blame you for not attending to the other issues right um but anyway, that's the last thing I wanted to say, right? So over to you. I mean, the, the reason I wanted to mm. to interrupt you, and sorry for that, but, uh, you know, because, you know, when you talk about child rearing, um, I thought that was really interesting because I was just like, well, what about mothers? You know, are they workaholics? Because they don't have a choice. And that is mm. rough, man. Like, like you're not even, ha you know, they, they are they are kind of like a 24 hour you you want to talk 997 they're 24 7 mm. uh and what are they uh i mean that's obviously something for another discussion but uh i really dig what you said about the escape from you know you could be escape because I, i'll i won't name who but i know of a couple and i know the husband uh constantly you know i i would have called him a workaholic mm. right because a, as soon as the last bite of food is done, he's back at the computer, right? Any chance you get, like he's never with the family preparing the meal. Mm -hmm. He's never with, you know, like nothing. He's just like, he comes out to eat and he goes out, goes back to the thing. And I'm like, I used to say workaholic, right? He's a workaholic, mm -hmm. but he's actually, like you said, there's a deeper problem. He's actually escaping. Like that's his safe place. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't want that social interaction. Something was wrong there. And later on, you, you know, comes to find out that the relationship between the husband and wife was there. Was, that, that was the problem. Mm. So th that's interesting what you were saying. Um, y you know, the, the other thing, you know, that I think is interesting uh, because I, I, I talked to my friend, John Guzzi, uh, was different generations. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, oh my God, like I'm so sick of working for people who are from, let's say my generation, who keeps shoving the whole, you gotta work hard, you know, to achieve and you know, you're not working hard enough. And, and, and the newer generation is actually more, they, they, you might call them like, a lot of people call them entitled, but I don't think so. I think they're just like, hey, my time is actually, it's important to spend it wisely. Because, mm. They've been kind of taught that. And, but the problem is a lot of the junior people now are having a hard time because they, they, they don't have, they don't know how, like we have seniority, so we can actually start unraveling ourselves and saying, okay, we don't want to work too much now. We got to do this, do that. And, you know, we generally have a little more control because we have seniority. But what about the junior person mm. that's coming out now, especially from a younger generation? they're having an even harder time because they're like, you're not even allowing me to live. 
life mm. you're just saying you know because from they, let's say somebody like me that hasn't realized i'm a workaholic i'd be like absolutely i'd be like are you how vested are you in the project all this bullshit right like how much do you care but you know i'm actually what i'm doing is i'm i'm pushing my workaholic attitudes asking you to you know like it's like you know i'm smoking crack you got to smoke crack too so you if you don't do that then you're not like me and therefore you're not going to have a longevity in the company they feel like they need to do that so now they're forced into doing it uh and they have to work hard or else and and i guess my question to you is you know what do you think about that and do you think there's i mean i at this moment, I'm not. I'm not sure what a solution to that would be because those people do exist. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough one uh, because, you know, if you were the junior person, do you say, well, I I I'm not going to do that, you know, because you know that's going to piss your boss off, boss off, right? Definitely. So, I mean, I'm <clears throat> the best thing we can do that if we are in that position that we are the boss, right? Like we need to we need to like be open i think to 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 what the what the juniors have to say right we we can't assume that we know everything and yeah there's a generational divide definitely um that's the thing is like you can't expect the addicted person just to automatically realize so mm, yeah. I, I think for the for the junior person they're saying well look for me to make it into this industry i kind of have to do that mm. And you're kind of already killing yourself before you get started, right? You're hurting yourself. Like even in art school, like I've been teaching and I can see the stress the students are in. Mm -hmm. They are already learning to be workaholics because guess what? They 24 seven, they're working. Mm -hmm. they're, they're going crazy at school. I mean, it, depending on the school, obviously, but on a lot of schools, the expectations are so high. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, how was it at FCD? Oh yeah, but I mean, crazy. I mean, you got so so you already taught that that's okay yeah, exactly that's, you, you exa need to that's do the that, normal you know? that's the expect the expectation right that they give you so much homework that if you work about 20 hours a day and sometimes work through the night you you'll get it done right but anything less than that it's it's not going to work so i mean how can they succeed if they are already taught in school to do that i mean most i, of, I know most of that i fail most of the people will not get end up in the industry that's that's how simple and it the is. ones that do are probably super resilient but they'll yeah, end up but, maybe really hurting themselves yeah. i mean it's a, i mean i yeah. i i have meetings with the students where they're like their hair is completely disheveled yeah. they're like but it's kind like of zombies. Isn't, isn't that the typical uh, uh, image of an of an art student you have no it, it's kind of ingrained in our in our in well that's our why i i hope uh, you know that this can change mm. and i hope that you know like people who are bosses or who have higher ups they they understand the need for rest mm. the need for fresh ideas because you don't you know a lot of people say well you know i mean this is the recipe right hard work 10,000 hours mm. i mean even we have an episode on 10,000 mm. hours but that 10,000 hours doesn't have to come all in one day mm. and it really is important i think to to set limits and to understand when it becomes a problem mm. like a big one that a lot of people say i'm passionate mm. right that that's i'm passionate that's the excuse i'm, I'm passionate mm. how can that be wrong right i mean there's right? so I think there's, what do you say to that it, there, i think there's two fo there's two two things two points that we, we can talk about and i mean um one is definitely the difference between the passion and the addiction but also i think one thing that you mentioned now a couple of times and which i definitely want to talk about is that 
if I work long hours, does that mean I'm a workaholic? Because this is like, uh, again, like we mentioned it so many times, like how much you're supposed to work in school, <coughs> kind of the things you put yourself through. And I think there's these these issues are related, right? The, it's the passion that makes you go into a flow state, right? And that kind of and suddenly you don't notice anymore how many how many hours are passing, right? And and, and that's how these two are, are related. But I think there's a, there's a big difference, right? And and um, long working hours does not necessarily mean that um, you are completely obsessed about work and and um, you you're crazy about work so so long hours does not make you a workaholic i think that's that's uh, that you can you can work um 16 hours a day and you can be completely happy w w with it right if you spend if you think that you spend this time on on meaningful work for you on and you don't get stressed out um over it right if you still, yeah, I think that's the yeah, key, if you right? you still I have mean, a good it's, sleep it's, at night and you feel refreshed mm, and you mm, just, mm. you can't wait to get up in the morning to like uh, do your day's work, right? And, and, and that's great. And um, I think at some point in our, in our careers, we were at that stage, right? And, and there was this passion that was driving us forward. Um, so do not, I mean, if, if you work long hours and you're kind of used to that, do not despair right away, right? It still takes... Uh, you still need to ask yourself some questions, though. But um, I think uh, I, I I have a uh, so for me. I mean, I think that's definitely touching on the right areas, and and that's a good question, right? Whether you know if you're working a lot of hours, whether you're a workaholic, and no, I I I, I think I agree with you. I think that it's not uh, if you're happy and and all that. But I I would say this: there needs to be balance. Mm. If there's no balance, if you're working 18 hours a day and you're sleeping the rest and that's it, mm. uh, and you say, well, I'm happy, you really have to dig in there and say, well, are you really happy? What's, what's making your life completely out of whack like that? Because that is not balance, though. You got to know. I, working harder or more hours is okay, but you need to balance it with something else because if it's just work and sleep, that is not a balanced life. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point it will catch up to you. And that is a sign of an addiction because you're, you're using the excuses. It's like saying I, I smoke crack because it, oh, it, it feels good. You know, mm -hmm. like, well, for that person, they think they're not an addict. It's just something to look at. Like, I can't tell you on a psychological sense, mm -hmm. like, you know, otherwise I, <laughs> I wouldn't be an artist. But I do see it as a problem because I used to say that I'm passionate. I used to tell my wife that I'm passionate. Mm -hmm. It's passion, mm. man. And the more she studied psychology, the more she's like, no, it's not. And if you dig in there deep enough, if it's that out of whack, right? We're not talking like, oh, I worked 10 hours today and, you know, I spent this time with my family mm. and I really enjoyed it and I had good sleep. I'm not talking about mm. that. I'm talking to the person who's working 18 hours a day and just sleeps mm. and eats like instant noodle and, and then they're right back to work, you know, like, oh, I'm passionate. Mm. Are you really like? Yeah. Is there something behind that? Yeah. You know, there was an interesting article here that that we that we read, and it, it kind of dives a little bit into the the difference between passion and addiction, right? I mean, and and I think the 
I mean, they, they kind of uh, differentiate a little bit. Just like I'm, I'm just reading some part of it here. Like, like passion is like, uh, it, it, um, it's like divine fire. It enlivens and makes it holy. It gives light and, and yields inspiration, right? It's generous. And whereas addic addiction is ego-driven and, and self-centered, right? Um, addiction is a thief, whereas passion gives you something, right? I mean, it's, it's quite of like quite... Uh, uh, high level kind of stuff but I think um, in general we can say that passion gives you like freedom and joy and um, you feel like you're 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 speaking like with your like you're speaking to your true self and, and to your to your values right whereas addiction is more like um, it's like uh, um, what, what, what did they write here I mean well, it's it like robs you, it robs it you takes from you, from you right um, it's, it's purely like uh, um, if you if you don't do the work you kind of feel empty inside and and uh, uh, you you need to kind of fill that emptiness right um mm. and that, that's interesting and i'm i'm wondering though right mm. i mean and I, I that's purely like a discussion point or or something that maybe we can ask our audiences i mean i don't know like is is the is the, is the video game industry and, and and movie industry is that kind of like hijacking our passion and and uh, uh, like profiting from our passion because so many so many people come into it with that and then kind of uh, uh, turning it on its head and then you 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 crunching like uh, uh, I don't know like uh, ninety percent of the year and um, mm. I, I don't know do they well like, let me ask know. you uh, like okay yeah. so you've, we just kind of defined passion and addiction mm. uh, and the differences. So tell me, in your mm. view of your own career and or where you're at now, is it passion or is it addiction? Wow, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I would definitely tend to the to the latter one. Um, I, I can I, I recognize when I'm passionate about something, right? I mean, I have that much self-awareness. I can realize when it's like something is like, OK, I'm really into this and I want to do that. Right. Of course, that the it used to be more that these both overlap, right? There's always parts of a project that you absolutely hate and you don't want to do, but you just do it because you're professional. Um, but then there were parts of it which really excite you and you kind of work together on something bigger and that's cool. But over the years, it definitely shifts towards just being being a job kind of thing and the, the passion element. You don't even think about it anymore. Um, you don't ask yourself, or at least I don't ask myself that question, oh, like, is this project something I'm passionate about? Right? Because you say like, oh, it's a client project. Why would I be passionate about anything like that? Right? But I think if, if you kind of, if your addiction meter like goes, like goes so high and your passion meter is empty, um, then, then you have a problem as an artist. I think there's mm, a problem as an artist. Interesting. Um, and, and I'm, I'm desperately trying to figure out how to balance out, um, this, this stuff, right. And, and how to, mm. how to view work as, um, not, uh, uh, being this addictive thing. And then maybe we can kind of segue into kind of uh, a few kind of solutions, not solu uh, it, it, it's not a solution. It's kind of like, what can you suggest suggestion? What, what can you do if you like, I mean, I think the first step that you wrote down is like, you need to realize that there is a problem, right? Self-awareness. Well, let, let me, you know, before we get mm. to that, I, I just want to say, you know, like, since I asked you mm. the question between, you know, passion and addiction, I, I'll just answer my, my own question real quick. Because, you know, when you were talking, I was like thinking to myself, you know, 
addiction or passion, addiction or passion. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I don't know why I can be so clear on this, but basically everything is pretty much ego-driven addiction, except for the short film that I did. <laughs> mm, fair like, enough, like yeah, really, yeah. I can really sit down and say that was passion mm. because I, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I had balance in my life and this is just my thinking. Right. And I loved what I did mm. and it was a pure expression of, I didn't care what people think. So I wasn't trying to get people's approval. I was just trying to work something out within myself. Mm. And it, that's why it felt so right. Mm. No one telling me what to do. And so, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't have to answer, you know, like any client emails or do anything. I didn't have to please anyone. Mm. So, and, and I didn't work like 20 hours a day either. Mm. You know, it was a healthy amount of time with good support. So, I mean, for me, that was like pure passion. And that's why I'm doing another one now. Mm. Because it just felt so right, mm, mm. you know, but everything else had some form of addiction to it. And I, you know, I have definitely been looking into it. Uh, so anyway, that, that's mm. that. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're saying all this stuff, you know, is there suggestions for how to, you know, recognize it, what to do about mm. it, you know? Uh, and you, I mean, the, I think, the, I think the, I mean, again, that's what you wrote that, I mean, what I agree with is that, that you need to, maybe ask yourself these questions we asked in the beginning, right? I mean, um, are, you, are you feeling guilty? Do you, are you getting jittery hands when, when you don't answer your emails? Do you like check your phone all the time? Um, just you you have one in there that you didn't say that I think is really good. Do you have bad drinking habits? Bad drinking habits. That okay. is, because I see a lot of people um, that, you know, were going out at lunch and drinking. Jesus. And I was yeah. like, why are people drinking? And then there's, uh, hard liquor in the fridge at work. And I'm like, whoa, what? And, and now you look back, it's like they need it to cope. Mm. Uh, so I'm just saying, you know, that's not, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's, it, it can, it can, it, it, it can take physical dimensions, this addiction, right? It definitely, even though you think it was just, Oh, I can just stop working. Right. Um, but it's not as easy as that. Right. So, I mean, that's one point, right? And it's, it, it, sometimes it takes more kind of self-awareness and self-reflection to realize it um, and to, to, tell, to say to yourself and to, to your loved ones that you have a problem. Um, and, I mean, there's, again, there's suggestions um, that are either kind of uh, um, like that you can work out within yourself, um, others the way you maybe want to get some help. And I mean, um, I think having having a more structured work day and, 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 and setting yourself boundaries, especially as um, as a, as a freelancer, I think is, is very important that yourself, you set yourself very clear um, limitations on on when you check your emails, like un until what time on which work days when uh, on which on which days during the week i mean or like from when to when you work right um instead of saying like um yeah i'm just gonna work today and then uh, it's gonna take however long it needs until i'm done right um because the work will just automatically expand and will take up all your time if you're not careful it's different when you when you really mm. try to make and there's there's a couple of really great books that i can recommend you guys um that, that deal with that, that you make sure that you account for every minute of your day and you need to know what you're doing at any given point 
during the day that um, a lot of the issues um, of, of, of you idling and being unproductive and everything comes from the fact that you're not 100% sure what you're supposed to do at any given point. And that doesn't mean that you have to follow like a very strict kind of um, framework or that you are like stuck in doing the things the same way all the time. It's just that you're, you don't have to sit there and you have to make a decision about what to do next. It's like you thought about it the day before, you planned out your day and you know exactly that at this point you need to do this kind of work, which can help you become a lot more efficient um, and can give you, in the, in, in, in the end, it can, can, can give you back some time. Um, another thing is, I think that is very true for me is that well, for a long time was that like having hobbies actually, um, and it doesn't really matter if you have like a super interesting hobby, but it's purely about the fact that if you don't have a hobby, the work can expand however long it wants to. But if you know that shit, at 8 p.m. or at 6 p.m., uh, or at, well, let's say 7 p.m. after dinner, whatever, I'm meeting uh, my soccer team and we're going for practice every uh, uh, Tuesday and Friday. Like that's set. Everybody's, everybody is there, right? Um, or you do, I don't know, other kind of sports or you go photography or you do, you do whatever, right? Something that requires you to be at a certain place at a certain time. Um, and then you have no choice but to... Um, but to finish your work before have dinner and then go do that mm -hmm. thing right mm -hmm. um and it, it's of course good if you're really passionate about that hobby because it will kind of push you towards making sure you attend whatever that is right whether again it's sports or creative or whatever right um maybe there's also people from the non like from, from that are not artists and are still listening to the podcast and that that want to get some like creativity into it, right? If you're passionate about art and you're an accountant and that you're like, okay, I'm part of this like art group or whatever and I, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm going there, right? Um, instead of sitting in my, over my spreadsheets and, and doing whatever. So I think that can help. Something at, at, that you look forward to that other people hold you accountable to, right? Um, and I mean, I have a couple of more that I wrote down here that I think are quite helpful that uh, we talked about the the issue that um we work in an industry where uh working long hours and being 100 percent dedicated to the work um up to unhealthy levels is considered normal um, so one of the ways how uh, you can change that if you want to change that <laughs> that is is that you should surround yourself with people that are not workaholics i mean that sounds very stupid and straightforward but um you need to you need to surround yourself you need to find a group of people where workaholism is not seen as normal where working these crazy hours is not normal um because the the, the group of people that you hang out with they will kind of dictate what is normal and what is not if 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 it's like a super fit group of like cyclists or whatever they will think that cycling two hours every morning is a normal thing and over time, if you want to hang out with these people, you will, before before long, you will start cycling as well, right? Um, and in the same yeah, way, you, and, you yeah. again, the same way that if you want to become like somebody who steps out of that workaholism, be in a group where workaholism is not the norm. And that can really make a big impact, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. that and that's, you know, <laughs> in this industry, it's, it's hard. You know, like it's I was difficult. telling you, it's, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. easy, but you have to try. And maybe you do find some people and maybe it means that job pays a little mm. less. Of course. Uh, you know, maybe it's worth I it. Mean, to, to be honest, like, so, I mean, in your example, for example, I mean, you, you have your wife and your wife thinks that what you do is not normal and you should stop it, right? And because you want to be part of that group, which includes your wife, you stop working yourself into the ground, right? So in, in that sense. And that's, you know, part of why we're together. Exactly, I mean, exactly, I think, right? uh, you know, she does compliment that and mm -hmm. I'm sure the same for you. Um, another thing, you know, which I, you know, I've begun mm. seeing a therapist mm. uh, and I have been seeing a therapist for a while. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of things are band-aids, right? Mm. You know, setting hours mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. that. It's, these are all band-aids to, you know, hopefully help you. But the, the problem is some of, uh, if you don't understand the mm. reason behind why you're doing certain things, right. uh, you'll never really fix the problem. Mm. Uh, and it'll always be a struggle. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, I really think for me, seeing a therapist has been the best thing ever. Uh, and there really is no downside to it. Um, I think everybody should see one, whether they are workaholics or not, uh, they should see one uh, because it's just great to, you know, we all have our issues and things that, you know, uh, that need to be heard, you know, and, and a professional person can definitely help you see a lot of insights. But for me, uh, I don't, it doesn't have to be a therapist, but I would say, look at the reason why you're addicted. Mm. Um, and go from that mm, point good. of view. That's how you're really going to solve that problem. Um, but obviously, everybody has different reasons why. Uh, we're just trying to shed light onto a problem that I think a lot of people are. I mean, I just even now I hear, hear so much is just people are proud. We work our ass mm. off. You know, we do it. We didn't even sleep. Like that is not something that should be promoted because it's just in my opinion uh not a healthy way to live mm. and just wanted to put it out mm. there put the seed out there see who agrees mm. who thinks hey you know maybe i i do have some because everybody's asking the question of burnout but they're not looking at workaholism mm. which is weird because and i didn't even think about mm. this a year ago when we did the episode because i didn't think about it but now it's like Guess where it's coming from? I mean, it's very clear. Like, so you're, you're just backtracking to where the root of the problem is and getting to it, you know. And then before long, you'll realize you don't, you won't burn out. Mm. And, uh, you know, and it sounds simple, but, you know, for me, I'm still struggling and trying to make it work. Um, mm. And we all do. We but, all. you know, that, yeah. So, so yeah, that's to me. That's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's great. I think that's a it's a good place to to wrap up. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope this episode didn't come as as too like uh, it's all doom and gloom. I think um, there's plenty of people still who, ha who who work a lot, but I think they have a very healthy relationship to work. But for all the rest of us, I hope this was a <laughs> the very useful episode. Um, we're going to link to a, a couple of articles, a couple of books that we read in the last couple of weeks in, in preparation for this episode so that you can kind of dive a little bit deeper into certain um, categories. If you have your own stories of, of workaholism and, and um, 
your your journey um, through it, um, please do share them in the comments. Um, and again, if you want us to dive uh, into uh, certain areas uh, even deeper, um, we can always. Uh, I think I can already already kind of. Uh, imagine a couple of like uh, spin-off episodes um, like we mentioned right with some health professionals or looking at um, uh, um, how how uh, uh, women and mothers kind of deal with um, like crazy hours at work and these kind of things so things we don't really know much about um, we can definitely dive into that one if there's enough interest um, until then uh, thank you so much for tuning in again and um, please like comment subscribe click the notification bell so you know when something new comes out and um, we hope you have a great week and uh, thank you so much see you